you. This is Matt from the Man Cave. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching with your daily devotion for what? September the 11th. It's 9 11. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Hey, it's going to be a great day, guys. Who all? Today we're going to be in Romans chapter 4, verse 6. Okay, and we're talking about someone placing something on your account. Have you ever gone to your bank account? And here's the thing when you check the balance, you knew approximately how much money you had, but you look at your account, you're like, oh my goodness, what happened? You know what I'm saying? Uh, what happened? Ooh, don't you just love it? Guys, again, we're going to be in Paul's writings. We're in chapter 4 of the book of Romans. We're in verse 6, okay? Listen to this. Even as David also described the blessedness. I like that word, guys. So you, the blessedness, okay? Of the man unto whom God imputeth righteousness without works. You're like, well, Matt, what is righteousness, okay? It is right standing with God, okay? How do I receive righteousness? You and I, watch this very carefully, because it took me a long time, okay, an awful long time to understand this principle, this concept, okay, this golden nugget. Early on in my life, I was trying to attain to righteousness, okay, in and of my own strength, by works, okay, by decisions, uh, by doing this for this lady over here. You know, she's poor, she's old, so I tried to help her, okay, and I was trying to help all these people, and that's great. God will, through His Spirit, lead us, okay, to good works, which he will not be indebted to anyone that does those things, okay? But here's the thing. I finally understood what Paul's describing here. It is Christ's righteousness. When I'm in the beloved, when I'm in Christ, and more or less, when Christ is in me, something that takes place is Paul says that God gives me his righteousness. Like, well, Matt, how does that work? Because, man, I want, I want the imputed righteousness of Almighty God uh, applied to me. Okay, you're right. You do. I did. Okay, listen very carefully. How does it work? The moment you seriously gave your life to God. I'm not just talking about, watch this very carefully, I'm not just talking about paying lip service to God, okay, and then continue living like a hellion, okay, thinking I'm covered, I can continue living in the same lifestyle. No, there is a dramatic change. I'm talking about an about face, okay. I'm talking about you making a decision and standing by that decision, counting the cost and following, being a follower of Christ, okay, being a disciple of Christ. Once you truly give your life over to God, okay, through Christ by way of the Spirit, okay, God, okay, places that in your account. He places his righteousness in your account. He imputes his righteousness in your account. And you're like, well, what was in my account? Friends, here's the thing. Trillions. And you're like, trillions of dollars was in my account before he put the righteousness in there? Yeah, trillions of sin against Almighty God that you couldn't pay off. You had a negative balance with God. Can you imagine? We've all made mistakes with the checkbook before. We've all, I don't know of anyone that hasn't overdrawn their account. Okay, sometimes it's stupid because we pizza on Thursday and we haven't gotten paid till Friday. Okay, been there, done that, got the t-shirt, got the pizza, ate the pizza, paid the penalty. <laughs> Free stuff. Listen, 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 listen. Imagine going to the bank and here's the thing. You got a paycheck. You're depositing your paycheck and here's the thing. The lady says, before I can deposit this paycheck, do you understand that you have a negative balance? We've heard this before, guy. Don't don't act like you're squeaky clean, okay? Uh, how much? You know, because you you know your part of your paycheck is going to offset that balance, okay? So you, your whole paycheck really isn't all yours now because they're going to take part of it because you're negative, okay? What if she sells you your trillions of dollars in debt? Your little $800 paycheck, $1,000 paycheck, $2,000 paycheck, $5,000 paycheck isn't going to what? Suffice. It's not enough, okay? It's not enough to get you in the what? Back in the black, back in the green, okay? So you can go get more pizza, okay? You're negative. Friends, here's the thing. Up until the point that we ask Jesus Christ into our lives, we're in the negative. Friends, 
you like turkey? I love turkey. You're like, Matt, we're, we're, you're crazy, Matt. One minute we're talking about the bank, now you're talking about turkey. It's not Thanksgiving yet. It is. In your imagination, go back with me. Imagine the bird. Imagine the mashed potatoes and the stuffing and the cranberries. Imagine the sparkling apple cider. <laughs> Non-alcoholic. That was a test. It was a test. Did you pass? Listen, 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 listen. It's Thanksgiving, okay? We're chowing down. We're having a great time, okay? We're fellowshipping with friends and family. We're giving thanks to Almighty God for all He's done in our lives, okay? Not just that day, but throughout the year, okay? We are such a blessed people because the first thing, because we're children of God. What's the next day? Watch this, okay? That society has deemed very important, okay? Well, what is it called? It's called Black Friday. What is that? Oh, I know what that is. <laughs> that, that's, 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 that's shopping day. That, that's when I can get a 72-inch plasma for $2.99. You know what I'm saying? I just have to be the first in the door to just push people, mace them, kick them, pull out my Glock. I got I to gotta be the first guy back to electronics to conquer and divide. It's my plasma. I already know where it's going. I dusted there. See, the old TV, it was good, but it just wasn't good enough. I mean, really. Here, let, let's shoot straight. We're in the man cave, okay? But listen, here's the thing. I, I gave that to the kids. That was 60 inches. It wasn't 4K. <laughs> it was only 1080 progressive, okay? Listen, that was yesterday's news, okay? So, so I gave that to the kids, and I dusted. The man dusted. I can't believe it. Oh, your wife's going to have a heart attack. Her heart's probably be giving out. Give her some nitroglycerin pills, okay? Put her on the couch. Put a cool cloth on her head. Okay, listen, 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 listen. All right? You dusted. It's a good good job, okay? Keep on dusting, keep on washing dishes, keep on mowing the grass for your for your wife, okay? And your family, okay? Those are things that God would want us to do, okay? I gotta move on. I know you're like, Matt, you're rambling, you're rambling. So you're the first person where? At the store. What are you gonna do? Uh, you're gonna forget that you made a what? A vow to God that you're a Christian and you're gonna act like the old man before he got saved and you're gonna book it back to electronics to try to get your TV, okay? What is Black Friday all about? And I'm not gonna spiritualize this at all. Most retailers, okay, are in the red, meaning this, they're dealing from a negative deficit, okay? They haven't really made any money up until normally Black Friday. So what happens is they go from the red where they're just, you know what I'm saying, they're barely breaking even if they're breaking even, but then after Black Friday because of the sales volume, because of so many people who are greedy, who have to have what they have, but just a little bit of a better version of it, okay? <laughs> who are going to charge every credit card, who are just buck That's what, It's about the greediness of man. Not everybody. I know there's a few people, okay? Here's the thing, there's just a couple things you need. You're crazy for going out on Black Friday with all those people. That's a free one. We'll hit that devotion come November. Watch this very carefully. So I'm going from the red to the black. But watch this very carefully. How does that take place in the Christian's life, okay? The moment you've given your life to Christ, that you've asked Him into your heart, that you've repented. It's such a big word today, guys, that you've said sorry for your sins, that you repented and you're turning from and you're turning to God. Are you going to be perfect from then on? No. You're not going to be perfect, okay? But you're a following. So if you goof up, you're asking God to forgive you. You're picking yourself up. You're picking up your cross and you're following Christ daily. Are you with me? The day that you gave your life to God, you went from the red. You had a deficit before Almighty God. The moment God. Jesus came into your life, you were born again. You went from the red to the black. It was just like Black Friday, okay? God the Father imputed righteousness into your account. What did that mean? You were forgiven of all your sins. Look at, look at. This is the man cave, okay? Can you imagine the person who's lived 20 years? How many sins they had stored up in that bank account? 30 years, 40 years. 
you know, their life. Not, not taking care of any of that. Can you imagine the burden? Can you imagine the weight? Can, can you imagine, okay, the death that's represented there? And you're like, death? What are you talking about? Sin is death, okay? You haven't taken care of that, okay? Watch this, okay? Just imagine how much garbage has been stored up, the darkness, the evil, all the things that we've done and said and been a part of and watched and listened to and our attitude and our arrogance and our pride and, and the stealing and not putting God first in our life and ignoring God and ignoring people that want to tell us about God. I mean, Here's the thing. That bank account was in the trillions of what we owed. But God paid it off for you and me. That's what what David's talking about. David is saying this. Blessed is the man who receives from Almighty God his righteousness. Christ's righteousness. Who pays off his sin debt. Pays off his account. Is that a license to sin? Absolutely not. And here's the thing. If you think it is, you're not really saved. I mean, here's the thing. If you, if you think you're going to take this promise and, and receive this blessing and understand this concept and now you have a license to sin, you probably never got saved in the first place, okay? It, what was it? It was intellectual. It wasn't real. Because when you're born again, here's the thing. There is a vast, there's such a vast difference between the old you that was lost in the new you once you get saved, okay? One time they walked up to a woman. They said, hey, what's it like being saved? She had just been saved a few weeks, okay? She didn't know all the church terminology. She she really hated those people because she considered them hypocrites. Hey, go girl, love ya. <laughs> Not all of them, but a lot of them, okay? But they asked her this question. How would you describe what it feels like to be saved, okay? She says, it's just like I'm standing in Jesus' shoes and he's standing in my shoes. Jesus walked this earth for 33 and a half years, okay? He never sinned. That's what she's saying. He was righteous, okay? He was perfect. He was the perfect lamb of God, okay? Yet you and I, here's the thing, we're riddled with sin. Even daily, even as Christians, we still sin. We don't want to. We just have a remedy for that. And what's that? It's the blood of Jesus Christ, okay? It's the life that Jesus lived, okay? It's God's righteousness being applied to my account. She says this, it's like I'm walking in Jesus' shoes and he's walking in mine. Friends, watch this very carefully. When Jesus died on the cross that day, your sins were placed on the cross. Your future sins, they were nailed to the cross. When Jesus took the nails, he not only took the nails through his hands and his feet, he took your sins on that cross. What did he give you? He traded with you. He gave you his righteousness. He gave you right standing with God. As soon as, as soon as Jesus spoke, okay, Father, into your hands do I commit my life. See, no one took Jesus' life, okay? He, he, he gave up the ghost, meaning the Holy Spirit left him. He, okay, gave his life. No one took his life from him because he could have said one word and been off the cross, okay? In the temple, watch this, okay? In the Holy of Holies, and you're like, Mount, what's the Holy of Holies? That was a special part of the temple, and behind this thick curtain, the curtain was that thick, okay, was the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant represented what? It represented the presence of Almighty God. Once a year, the priest was allowed to go in, okay, behind the veil and sprinkle, okay, blood on what was called the mercy seat. And you're like, again, Matt, what's the mercy seat? The mercy seat was likened unto a plate, okay, and it was between. It was beneath these two angels, these seraphim angels that were over covering the ark. There was one angel on one side like this, and there was another angel on the other side. Beneath the angel's wings where the two tips touched was a plate, okay, that was called the mercy seat. The priest, once a year, would sprinkle blood there, okay? What for? For the covering. For the forgiveness of? No, okay, because only perfect blood can forgive sins, okay? 
What is it? It's the covering of your sins until the final sacrifice would come. Who's the final sacrifice? Okay, it would be Jesus Christ. As soon as Jesus died on the cross, watch what happened, okay? The veil, which again was this thick, okay, from top to bottom was ripped by the finger of Almighty God. What was God saying in that moment? He was saying this, you no longer have to go through a priest. You no longer have to sacrifice a lamb or, or get pigeons or, get, or burn animals. Now, I've accepted the perfect sacrifice once and for all. Now, I don't confess my sins to a priest. I go to the high priest, which is Jesus Christ, which is ascended and is at the right hand side of the Father. And I make my petition. I make my request. What's he doing up What's there? What's Jesus doing on the right hand side of the Father? He's our mediator. He's speaking up for us, okay? When the accuser, which is Satan, which is a liar, a thief, a murderer, okay? The Bible says he's roaming around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. When he's accusing the brethren, the saints before Almighty God, Jesus steps in. And here's the thing. Satan's not lying to God. Satan is saying something like this. Did you see Joe? Did you see what Joe did? Joe did this. Joe said this. Uh, Joe got angry. J Joe, 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 you say Joe belongs to you, God, but I just saw Joe acting like a heathen. Jesus steps up on the scene. He says, hey, Joe belongs to me. The blood has covered him. He's righteous, okay? He's forgiven. Get out of here, Satan. Do you understand how it is? Every time we sin, the accuser of the brethren is standing up there throwing these accusations, and they're not lies. It's what you and I are doing on a daily basis stupidly most of the time but Jesus steps up and says no I've imputed my righteousness the blood has covered his sin he's forgiven okay he's covered the bank account has a zero balance oh glory to God in the highest and on earth peace goodwill towards men do you understand what God is doing daily for you I just think it's amazing all that God and his son and his spirit do for us not once and for all every single day well, Matt what are you saying I'm saying God's good to you I hope you're giving him thanks. I hope you're telling him all the time and praising him. That's what I'm saying. I could just simplify it. Okay, listen, look at, look at. God is so good to us. It's not even funny. The Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians, okay, chapter 5, verse 21, okay, he says this, For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. What? What did you just say? Listen to this. God made his son to be sin. Did Jesus sin? No, he took our sin. It says, for he made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. Jesus never sinned. You and I, please, 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 we're in the man cave. Never lie in the man cave, okay? That we may, might be made his righteousness. We have our account paid off. We have God's righteousness, meaning we are in right standing with God. Oh, Matt, I goofed up yesterday and I did sin. You're one prayer away from getting it right with God. That sin has just kept you from what? Communicating with God because of the guilt that's ridden all over your heart. You know that you've done wrong. You're still in right standing with God because of why? The blood has covered it. Okay? Even before you've asked for forgiveness, that blood has covered your sin. Does it, again, 
well, that means I can sin all I want. No, if you're doing that, you really don't belong to the beloved. You don't belong to Christ because you haven't been given a new heart. See, the heart you're describing there is a carnal man who doesn't belong to God, okay, who is a user, okay, and just wants to continue to, he wants to go to heaven after he lives like a hellion in this life, okay, and parties it up and rips it up, okay. You don't know God, okay. But the person who understands that God has given mercy and grace and love and given time for us to confess our sins before him and that sin is covered, okay, and, and they turn from that and turn towards God and they, they made a mistake and they don't want to do that again and their heart is just broken before Almighty God because they realize that Jesus came and died because of my sins. They realize what their sins are. It's just not, oh, it was just a white lie. That white lie put Jesus on the cross if you ever received his righteousness. Do you understand what I'm saying? Your, your little sin that you're minimizing put God's son on the cross. God never plays games with sin, guys. There is no little sin to God because not even one sin can enter into heaven. This is what David's talking about. This is what Paul's talking about. This is what Jesus is talking about. This is what all the prophets have been crying out, how good God is in sending himself in the form of Jesus, okay? Emmanuel, Christ with us, a perfect picture of God the Father. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So we, we know how God acts, okay? But we have to realize the next time Jesus comes back, it's not going to be the same. Look at, look at, look at. It's not going to be the same, okay? Because in Revelation chapter 1, it describes Jesus in a whole different manner. He's coming with the sword, okay? He's coming as a warrior. He's coming to take care of business, okay? Uh, you have nothing to worry about if you're in the beloved, if you're in Christ, if the blood has covered your sins. You have everything to worry about if you've been spurning God and living a false life, okay? And you've been you have everything to worry about if you've been an imposter, if you've been professing something that you are not an obtainer of, meaning this, you professed it, but you never possessed a relationship with Jesus Christ. There was never a change in your life. You're just trying to clean up your act. Friends, I'm telling you what, I couldn't clean up my act. You know, I tried to do that at first. You know what I'm saying? I just wouldn't cuss as much. I just wouldn't steal as much. I just wouldn't look at women as much. You know what I'm saying? All this different things. I just wouldn't do it as much, okay? That's not going to work. Not one sin can enter heaven. What a blessing to have God's righteousness applied to my account. I, I got a zero balance, guys. Look at, look at, you have a zero balance if you are in Jesus. You have a zero balance. Do you know how good that is? I mean, listen, do you know how good that hey, is? Hey, guys, what a feeling, huh? What a feeling! Doo -doo -doo. Oh, I said I wasn't going to dance and sing no more. Guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, hey, here's the thing. It is a great feeling being in the beloved, being in Christ, having him as my Lord. What? Savior. What? Master. What? Owner. What? Putting up the white flag. Heard it a thousand times. I'm going to say it a thousand more times. What a feeling. Hey, this is Matt from the Man Cave.